that's a tremendous looking trophy. Welcome to the number one PlayStation podcast in the Oceanias. My name's Dylan Blight and joining me, Ashley Hubley. Hey, John. Excited to be here after a big week of nothing to do with PlayStation. That's exactly right. Welcoming you to the... Well, I mean, we've, we've tried... Admittedly, I've tried to scrounge up a bit of a show here. It is. It was really awkward, obviously, doing the episode prior to E3. And just going to come out and say it. It is just as awkward doing the episode after E3. Even though PlayStation won E3. Uh, yeah, it is still That's awkward. a bullshit argument. People keep, I, I, I keep saying this. It's a meme at this point. People are people like, PlayStation won E3 by not attending. I'm like, that's not how it works. Sure that's, not how it, that's not how a competition works. That's some, that's some like elite f- f- fanboyism calling is what I is what I reckon that is. And I do a, a fucking PlayStation. I do a fucking PlayStation podcast here, right? You know, you know what Sony has to do to win something? They have to turn up to the fucking race. Mm. Sorry, it's not how it works. I guess that's not how it works. People are like, oh, E three sucks. So Sony wins because they didn't attend. No. E3 can suck. People can, can write, su- do write-in votes for th- different things, you know, if they're not on the ballot. It's like that. Every other year, it's like, who won out of the big three? Xbox, Nintendo, Sony. Which one wins? This year, they're like, who won out of the big three? The one that isn't here. Yep. So what you're trying to tell me disappoint is- disappoint anybody. Oh, fucking hell. Outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely out, out, outrageous. We'll talk about Sony not attending E3 in a moment, of course. But uh, let's go for the trophy cabinet first. So, uh, bronze trophy, Beat Saber's DLC is opening a, a new door, I think, a new direction. Uh, we got silver trophy for Spyro coming to Crash Team Racing. I'll talk about that. Uh, gold trophy, Last of Us 2, release date leaking. <clears throat> we'll see. We'll see. And then we get a plat- platinum, of course, with Xbox setting the date for the next gen throwdown. Battle of the ages uh century uh, godzilla war of the monsters whatever that movie was called which is better that or next generation i can tell you right now someone who's seen that movie the next generation if you haven't seen the next generation you can you can compare <laughs> well <laughs> uh, my my opinion I, I, i'm guesstimating it's on the it's on official vote uh, I, I want to i want to tell you something though before we head into this whole uh rest of the show because yep. i only remembered right before it, do you ever have that thing where, like, you you wake up and you don't remember a dream you've had straight away. It's like several hours later, and you could just be doing something, and your brain just suddenly remembers what you had a dream of or something weirdly, yeah. like just randomly comes back to your mind for whatever yep. reason. Yeah. So I was like out in the kitchen before, and like washing up a di- washing up a dish, like half hour before recording this, and I remember what my dream was. And it's relevant to PlayStation is why is why I'm bringing it up. But it was quite funny because I didn't completely remember it. I legit had a dream last night. This was my dream. That after we, we we was at E3, right? We was at oh. E3. We went at home. We struck. Uh, we got struck it big. Got media passes. <laughs> sponsor yeah, we, flights. Yeah. 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 We, 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 we was. I, I mean, the dream didn't explain how we got there, as most <laughs> dreams don't. That's it's not it's not necessary. But uh, backstory. But we were at E3, and it was the last day, and Sony, out of the blue, pulled up in a parking lot somehow, set up a tent, press conference. It's on. They they set up some chairs. <laughs> this is a dream. I don't know who told it. Someone in the dream, some person ran up to me and they're like, Sony's here. They're, they're in the parking lot. They're doing a press conference. <laughs> this is a legit dream I had. Now you could, I don't know what this says about me 
as a as a person that this is the, this, the stuff I'm dreaming about. Someone <laughs> but, didn't come up with that, and you just subliminally brought it to dream no, life. I t- I'll tell you what, I can't remember the all of the dream is the thing. So I can't I can't tell you if I've got precognition for what they could be announcing because you know it's a dream. You forget often. You forget things. And as I said, yeah. it only came back to me like half an hour ago. But what I do remember is we get in there. For starters, they were cheap, like plastic chairs. I don't know if that's of note. Of course they, they like, were. Work. They just built a tent. They're not going to bring yeah, in well, fancy, expensive ones. Tent. Yeah, they got these fucking Kmart got chairs. The intern in the putting down little chairs. Yeah, they as were pretty crap. As possible. But here's how it opened. I don't remember anything after the opening of it, but the opening's pretty funny anyway. So in the waiting, while we're waiting for it to start, for whatever reason, they have Gran Turismo logo flashing around on the screen on the stage, but it's doing that thing like the old school DVD logo <laughs> where it's like, <laughs> it says Cratchers, and it's just like boing from the corners. And I'm and for whatever reason, I'm just sitting there. And as you do watching that logo for, uh, for people who aren't like six years old, you'd sit there and watch that logo and you just wait for it to hit, the perfectly like, in direct the corner. corner, perfectly in the corner. And when it did, this Gran Turismo logo hit perfectly in the corner in my dream. Everyone in the auditorium or this tent, whatever, we all cheered. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Sounds plausible. <laughs> so then the thing starts. Out walks Shuhei. And he says, this is all I can remember. I want to talk to you about Gran Turismo. <laughs> <laughs> This is all I remember of the dream. This is all I remember. You got a tent, parking lot, randomly put together press conference at E3, and the Shuhei Yoshida's there, head of PlayStation Worldwide Studios, comes out. I want to talk to you about Gran Turismo. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So everyone should have a deep, have a think about that one. Well, Gran Turismo Uh, confirmed. Gran Turismo. I, I'm just saying, if that if if in the next state of play there's something to do with Gran Turismo, I'm officially an X man. I tell you X-Man. what, Dreams on PS4 is super impressive. It's able to do subliminal messaging like this. Sub- <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It was, it was quite a quite yeah, invading a, quite an your dream. actual dreams. If if you're, if you're like a uh, a dream psychologist or whatever, what does this mean? <laughs> Yeah, what does this mean? At Viva La Deal, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L on Twitter. Let me know what my dreams mean. But uh, let's move on with the show instead of yeah. just talking about my dreams. But I thought it was highly relevant nonetheless. So uh, so let's talk about actually one thing you've been playing on PlayStation. It seems like you've been playing quite a bit unless you've just been idling from what it's I've seen. It's just been idling. Okay. But you have played some amount. Fallout 76. You jump I back did. in. Uh, Bethesda during E3, of course, announced that uh, an upcoming expansion called The Wastelanders will be coming out. It's not out yet. That's an important thing. Uh, it's bringing back NPCs and these sorts of things. It looks interesting, but it is not out yet. The only thing that's out uh, since E3 the update is the uh, nuke battle royale Nuclear winter. thing. Nuclear winter. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what have you been doing? How's Fallout 76? Yeah. So I played looking? a couple of rounds of the nuclear winter thing. Um, first off, it's squad-based. There's, you, you're in a group of four. Well, at least that's the automatic setting, which was mm-hmm. surprising at first. I'm like shooting at these guys. I'm like, why aren't you taking any damage? <laughs> <laughs> why is your name coming up? But yeah, uh, it's fine. I mean, the world it's set in the world of Fallout 76, which isn't designed for Battle Royals. Um, really? Yeah. So 
there's just like too much foliage and trees and shit. Uh, it's just hard to spot opposition. I think a bit too difficult, but um, it's interesting. There's like nuclear bombs you could find and drop off at different places in the map to kill everybody. So that's a way to win, I guess. <laughs> I saw a tweet today. You can have a stalemate at the end of, end of the match <laughs> if you drop a nuclear bomb exactly where you are and don't get out of the ring and everybody dies. So, I mean, yeah, funny. it's it was interesting. Couple of rounds, obviously, you they've got some weapons in there that would be very hard hard, hard to find in the actual game by itself. I think they're just like massive OP r- ones, rattling guns. Yeah, OP ones. So, yeah, it's what, interesting. What was, what's the uh, best you did? Uh, I think I was like the third person to die. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, like third last. Oh yeah. Oh, like- I didn't notice the fire was coming and I got caught. Yeah, that was all good. That was my first playthrough. So, but then my team won, so it's all good. Did you try any of the other stuff since you jumped back into it? No, alpaca thing or whatever it was called. Nope. (laughs) I just played a couple rounds like this. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I think apparently also with the vaults, you're in like the the loading screen is when you can actually, you know, the where they're waiting for all the players to queue up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So during that session, you can explore around Vault Fort Fifty One. But then as the higher level you get, the more of the vault is opened up. There didn't seem oh. to be anything in there. I don't know whether that's something that's going to be added in, like story things you can look up or whatever, but I know that was the thing. I think the thing for Fallout is that a lot of people probably saw the thing at uh, E3, the Wastelanders thing, and went, oh, they're adding new quest lines with NPCs and stuff. That all sounds interesting, but it's not out yet. I think if they'd announced it and it had dropped, it had dropped E3, straight yeah. away then Fallout 76 could have possibly had a more positive spin coming out of E3. But they're like, hey, this thing that everyone wants is coming. And to tide you over, we've said, fuck it, what's, what can we do? Balrow, shit, sure. <laughs> like, yeah. This is our post E3. PlayStation podcast. Um, I think I like to think of it as if your best friend had a party and they didn't invite you. It's kind of what it feels like because there's so much news. Lots and lots and lots of news. None of it's like PlayStation. Like this third part is games that come into PlayStation that were announced at E3 or talked about at E3. And we'll go over a couple of them. But it just feels so weird to come out at E3 and I'm trying to not being able to grab like highly specific stories to do with PlayStation. Cause it's more like your your best friend didn't want to go to a party, but you went to the party, but now you can't talk to your best friend about the party. Oh yeah, this is that's a way better analogy actually. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Uh but let's let's talk about it. so the best friend in question is Xbox. <laughs> no console wars here. Uh and they're buying a new f- f- fancy car next year and they've announced the date of when it's happening. We'd already talked about the specs of the car that we was going to be buying, but we hadn't set a date yet. You know. No. So, in case you don't know, this is what Xbox did at E3. They announced that the next gen uh, Xbox, codename Project Scarlet, will be arriving holiday period 2020. Uh, the things, the specs that they shouted out were pretty much. Box for box, tick for tick, exactly what Sony had already talked about during the um, during the wide article. 
you know, AMD processor with Navitech, GDDR6 memory, specially designed SSD, virtual RAM, ray tracing, 8K, 120 frames per second. Um, Load times, load times, load times, load times. Lots of load time stuff. The, The video was pretty much exactly Sony's stuff. So... <laughs> what, what what do you think that means? I think is the is an interesting point because the only the only new bit of information we really have from Xbox's side is they've put a period. The PlayStation hasn't put a rough estimate of when the the next generation PlayStation drop. They they haven't they haven't said holiday twenty twenty. So X that's the one thing Xbox did that was actually different. But do you, do you think they were they only ticked the same Sony boxes after the wide article just to play it safe? Or do you think it's just coincidence that these are the specs they were only willing to talk about and they weren't, you know? No, I think it's it's just coincidence, I guess, that is the, as good as they can get the technology that's available currently to work for a console uh, to be manufactured at the time that they're expecting to. So it's not too surprising. It'll be just a matter of how they implement it and how their interface and everything works with it. Are they going to have Connect 3? Probably not. Is it going to be always online? Who knows? I hardly uh, doubt it now that Phil Spencer's there. <laughs> yeah, who? Yeah, it's a different it, Xbox it, these days. I mean, the specs are the same. The how it's implemented will be the difference, and then personal mm-hmm. preference. The the other thing, of course, with the Xbox thing, uh, there, I, I don't really know if it's it's hard to count it as a one up because they didn't really show gameplay or anything that was super impressive. Was they were like, hey, the next Halo is coming, and that's going to be a launch title for the Project Scarlet. Watch this cinematic video that may or may not actually be part of the game. I highly doubt it's actually part of the game. I think it's probably just a uh, like concept type thing. Like but to the, me, all the Halo Five materials that weren't in the game. Well, Master Chief with a hood in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I I I honestly feel like it was more the the trailer they showed a year ago, right, for the Halo thing. That we didn't know it was an X-Gen title at that point, though. But that teaser they showed there, that would have been seemingly more interesting to show now. Because the one they showed here didn't look super next-gen. And I honestly, this is my this is my opinion, and this isn't no like PlayStation fanboyism thing. But I honestly feel like Sony's video leaking of and, sh- and showing all those tech journalists the low-time stuff with Spider-Man... That would have been more impressive, and that still is more impressive as your like first glimpse at the potential of next gen and what it can do than this Halo video. Don't yeah. you think? We already have pretty video games. We already have things and, that look pretty and life. Yeah, it wasn't. Pre- it wasn't even that pretty. Is the thing that's the that's the problem. It wasn't the prettiest thing we saw a week or no. life like we seen a hundred percent, hundred percent. There were other stuff we saw that looked way better, which is why I find it so weird that they're like. Their first official next gen game that they show doesn't even look anywhere near as press, but as it's impressive Halo. as other stuff. It, it's I the know, franchise, but... the franchise that built Xbox. I reckon PlayStation could have gone. You're talking about like winning place, uh, winning E3. PlayStation could have ended up going and just showed the fuck. They could have announced, not done the wide article, announced it there, shown, be like, we don't have any games to show yet, but here's a tech demo of Spider Man. And I, as silly as it sounds, I think now that we know that what Microsoft did, if they showed that Spider-Man video in like the day after this Xbox thing, Sony would have won. That's what I think. 
Because I, th- I, th- I simply think that showing the load time difference would have been more impressive and uh, interesting as to what next gen would have been. Now, after it all happened, articles would have been like, why didn't either company really show much or give too, ma- too many details? And why haven't they talked much about launch titles other than Halo? Like, there still would have been a lot of cri- criticism for both sides about what they chose to announce and reveal, like low on the spec side of stuff and whatever else. That's That would have happened. But I think just comparing Halo compared to Load Times and Spider-Man, I think Load Times and Spider-Man is way more interesting. It's it's more useful and obvious distinction for us yeah. as consumers, but yes, yeah, I think Sony know what they're doing. Obviously, they want to have content to show us when they actually they want to give us a reason why we need to buy it day one, and that that will be the games that we're going to get at launch. Mm-hmm. So, so they're waiting until they can actually show us those before saying anything. If the play, if the Xbox is coming holiday twenty twenty. When do you think the PlayStation comes? I think it's either at the latest holiday next year, which is not a crazy thing to say. Probably it would be smarter if they went earlier, but there's no dire requirement for them to. I mean, by that point, a wide article would have been out for more than 18 months, so you would have thought they would have made a move well before that. I was trying to quickly look up so the Xbox One launched in Australia on November twenty second, two thousand and thirteen, and the PS4. Pretty sure it was like way before, like six months or something. PS4 was November 29th, It says maybe there was a bigger gap between other territories. Yeah, no. So no, maybe I'm thinking of the PS3. It's fine. Yeah. So th- those two were pretty close. November fifteenth yeah. for PlayStation, November twenty second for Xbox. So week. Um, or no, November 29th for PlayStation in PAL actually, uh, compared to November November twenty second here uh, for Xbox. Uh, the big the big gap was the PlayStation launched later Japan, and the Xbox launched way later in Japan. Like nearly a whole year later in Japan, <laughs> September fourth, two thousand fourteen. Um, so what they launched pretty close last year. Um, wouldn't put it past it, that to happen again. Obviously, I still think that PlayStation will go first or try to go first. I could see them, hopefully, like using this, trying to figure out and get some inside information to, you know, try guesstimate when Xbox would launch and uh, put in their launch their launch data a month. Three weeks, two weeks, anything, you know, just a little bit beforehand. Because I, I, I do think there is, even if you're really close, just getting out even a couple of weeks, it's like you're, you're the first of next gen. Everyone's talking about you. Everyone's talking about you. Everyone's talking about you. Xbox launches. People are talking about it, but you've missed the heightened buzz, you know. But then also on the other flip side that you got to take into account, maybe they, they don't want to do that this year. Maybe they do actually just want to launch way ahead of time and we could still have them announce it and launch it at a really fucking weird time, like June next year, you could be like, that's a horrible time to launch a video game console. And I'd say, yeah, but like the Switch launched at what everyone presumed was a horrible time. And that this whole like the holiday season for games and, you know, whatever else over the last couple of years we've, we've noticed, there's no such thing anymore. Games just release at whatever time. Can Video games can surely just do the same. Just release whenever the fuck they want. It doesn't really matter if it's holiday period or not. 
Um, interesting, interesting as we go ahead, though. But it's exciting to know that holiday, that officially, you know, next gen, next yeah. year. At least we Locking got in. some sort of confirmation that it's happening soonish. Yeah. So that's somewhat exciting. Uh, all right. So let's talk about Last of Us 2. Because you're on the you're on the fight side of this. So Ashley Johnson plays Ellie in Last of Us, in case you don't know. And in an interview on uh, Between the Sheets, a critical role interview podcast thing uh, on their YouTube channel, Ashley Johnson said when, got asked, when she got asked about the interview for Last of Us 2 release date, in an interview, she seems to go, I think it's coming out fair, or fair, fair, and then she gets cut off and then they never go back to it. But it sounds very much like February. Your argument as to why this is bullshit is just simply that she tw- she posted on her Instagram that it's fake. Yeah. Well, it's not true. She's been making joke dates. February 32nd and other dates. Um, I think she and Troy are smart enough not to release anything until the actual date is released. If you didn't know, the host of Between the Sheets is Brian W. Foster, who is Ashley Johnson's boyfriend. And so it's clearly an in-gag that he cut her off and then, you know, so she couldn't made it, make it appear like she's going to release the, the date, but it's cut her off, never get back to it. It's a joke. I think the, the thing that adds credence to this is that Jason Schreier, back on the, where's the tweet here? Back on the 29th of May tweeted, looks like Death Stranding is about to get announced for a November release. The Last of Us 2 was also planned for fall 2019, but I actually just heard it got pumped to early 2020, possibly February. Either way, final uh, final year for PS4. So when he tweeted that, obviously the Death Stranding thing became true. When you, About mm-hmm. a couple days later, Death Stranding got a November release date. And in the same tweet where he got that correct, he's posted that he's had rumblings of February. He said for, maybe. All I'm saying... When you say early 2020, you've got a one in three shot of when it's going to be, of what month you're going to hit. So, so you don't you, you don't think it could come out next year early? I think it's possible. I don't. I I'm not going to lock it in. I'm not going to go crazy. I think February might be a bit early. I think well, it's looking a bit crowded at the early of next year. So I would have said like March, April again, like same side. But sort of they've been going the last few years, but here's the other problem. We're approaching the last year of this generation. Mm-hmm. Well, the official year. Now, as I said on Arcade Cash when we talked about this, there will be more years, but it's like we're games released, but it's not but you know, it's the end of the last of if it's, it's been it's, the prominent generation yeah, as of the, the consoles. The gen. Yeah, as the gen. So as the next gen. Yeah. And we're going to hit the end of the year, mm. holiday period. All the games that are coming out then, presumably, go uh, even if they release like a month or a couple of weeks before the next-gen titles, uh, consoles release, they're going to do what this gen did, which is a lot of people might not just pick them up because they'll just wait a month or whatever to grab them on the next-gen console. So you've got basically the first six months of the year safely to assume, a lot of people to safely assume that, that's like the remainder of this gen. And then after then, it's like, we're in the weeds. We're in the woods. What's this next gen look like? What games are coming out? What are we doing? You know? So it's like the ne- next year is going to be packed the early months because it's like what's left of 
the next generation. You can't set Last of Us 2 for November 2020 uh, PS, unless the PS, it's going to release coinciding with the PS5, I guess, which is a possibility. But they've said that it's going to be, they've been saying this entire time that it's a PS4 game. And I think some people might be... I, I, Even if it launched, launch game for PS5 and it releases on PS4 at the same day, I don't think they'll do that because they're losing money. As, as bad as it sounds, if they release it in February and then come around to November, the PS5 releases, and they re-release it, they get to make more money. And less people will complain because it's been so many months. And they're like, yeah, sure, I'll buy it again. Whereas if they release it on the, the PS4 and PS5 on the same day as a console launch, they're going to lose money by people double dipping because people will double dip. Yeah. So I don't see that happening. That's just lost money. Well, so, you just, you're assuming the game is going to be ready by then. I mean, they only finished shooting uh, cinematic stuff early April, or end of April, early May, I think, off the yeah, top was, of my head. That, the, the important thing for that is it's cinematic stuff. That's not... You still uh, have to get animated and rendered and all sorts of other stuff they need to I work know, on. You don't but, know how far along all the gameplay stuff is as well. No, we don't. But I, I do think it's important to note that, that was, there was specifically noted that that was the cinematic stuff, so the, the cutscene stuff. Which, for all we know, they could have been a lot further along or ne- nearly done with the the actual animation stuff for the in-game stuff by that point. Or they, they could were, be really far away. They could. But I will be highly... <laughs> this is saying, it's coming out next year. Yeah. It, it is coming out next year full stop because they said it's a PS4 title. They're not going to release it in 2021 on both consoles, half like a year into the next generation. That is not happening. It is launching in that first half of next year. I'm putting money on it right now. Okay. You want to fight me? Not really. <laughs> be very difficult. <laughs> putting money on it. First, first half of next year. It's happening. But yes, Ashley Johnson did not reveal the, the date. And I love that there's so many stories about it. It's, it's ridiculous. It's a headlining story. What do you want me to say? I fucking covered it. Yeah, but you... Did you fact check? Did you know that Brian W. Foster was her boyfriend and that it was all a joke? Yes. I don't think it's important for the article. It explains why he cut her off. Does it? Yeah. Anyone could have cut her off. For the gags. To to incite stories like these. No. No. I think. It was good promotion for Between the Sheets on Critical Role. YouTube.com slash Crit Role. I think. I know. I posted, all I did was post exactly what they said. Yep. You can take with that what you will. What are we, what are we getting into? The, is this, is Ashley, Ashley tries to tell journalism. journalism integrity is now. Yeah. Don't post, Dylan, don't cover stories that are false. That are don't, don't report on rumors. <laughs> it's not a rumor. You need at least three sources. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Imagine if that's how the, the world works. Oh, yep. God. I've seen the newsroom. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Nino Kenny is getting remastered. Yeah. That's exciting. So uh, it was announced during, well, it got leaked ahead of E3, but then it was officially announced during E3, not at any particular panel. Bandai Namco announced it right before the Nintendo panel uh, because Switch is getting a version of it, but the PS4 and PC version of it will be a remastered, up prettier looking version. I don't know if it has any other goodies. 
Maybe they'll announce some more goodies closer to the date. Either Maybe. way, Nino Cooney won. Wrath of the White Witch finally coming to uh, PS4 uh, way later than it should have is the annoying thing. That's my Absolutely. number one problem with this. Way this later. was why a PS3 they? almost just before PS4 game. Yes. Why didn't they release this? Any point between now and... Before fucking 2 released. It was ridiculous. That entire time leading up to Nino Kuni 2 kept being like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Where's the... Bring it on over. Bring it on know. over. And it was one of the only PS3 games I'd actually kept out in my... my I've got like four or five PS, PS3 games I've kept out. And I'd, uh, that entire time leading up to Nino Kuni 2 releasing, I kept being like, maybe one day I'll go back and finish it because I never actually finished it back in the Me day. Me neither. <laughs> and... Yeah, well, it's a very big and long game. Uh, I kept being like, maybe one day I'll go up and finish it. Obviously, that never ended up happening. But I, I still can't believe they didn't... They must have started it after two, is the thing. That's the only thing I could... Reasoning, rationale I can come up with. That or they're like, hey, we've got a movie coming out, an anime movie. Let's remaster this game for that to tie it in, no. to get people Let, interested. Let's be real. No one apart, no no one knows about that anime movie apart from people that live in Japan and us. That's I've, true. I've heard no one else talk about it apart from us. That's true. <laughs> Very obscure news story. But I think I managed. To obviously, find. it's big in Japan, so that makes sense. Well, yeah. So Nino Kuni One, in case you don't know, if you want your Nino Kuni like uh, lore, uh, is completely different. <laughs> to the <laughs> to the second game, that's your that's your basic lot. So, uh, actually, if you if you've played Nino Kuni two, you've spoiled Nino Kuni one. Somewhat, there is a puzzle in the game that directly relates to the first game. I don't think you can fully that spoil the game, recaps though. the entire first game. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, it's all about the journey, not the it is uh, the place. But you, you play as Ollie, uh, Oliver, whatever his name is. And yep. uh, f- I'll just gotta spoil like the first hour, I guess. His his mum dies, and then Ollie's out crying on his uh, his uh, favorite stuffed toy. And then through the power of magic, his stuffed toy comes to life, becomes Mister Drippy. Drippy, he's a great friend, great classic pal. character, classic character, yeah, iconic, <laughs> iconic. Some would say. And then you. Uh, you the two of you uh, take off to what of the fuck the land of Nino Kuni's called? I don't actually know what the land's called. What's the land called? No idea. Off the top Does of that have a name? I don't know. Uh, and this is like a hundred years, a thousand years before Nino Kuni 2, something like that, isn't it? It's a long time before. Yeah. It's a very, very long time between both games. So they're not super related. And the big, also a big difference between Nino Kuni, full name, by the way, Wrath of the White Witch, uh, one or two is A, Nino Kuni 1 had the Studio Ghibli involvement. So Studio Ghibli was involved in some of the story stuff. Uh, they didn't like yep. do the story. They were involved. They apparently they made some slight tweaks and, and suggested some stuff and whatever to have it more of their Studio Ghibli story feel. And then they did all of the uh, anime, the cutscenes and stuff. Which not all of them, like select well, th- the ones that obviously look like a Studio Ghibli movie. Yeah, were they done did by some two D animated cutscenes. Yes. They didn't do like which all at the times art, felt out of place because then it, they'd also do three D animated cutscenes. It was it was it was an odd choice. They should have just. Yeah, but I'm, I'm I'm hoping because obviously the three the the stuff they did obviously looked way better. The, and then you'd go back to normal game. It would be like, Ugh. well, not that it looked ugly, but it would be like the art style yeah. different. They were different. I'm like hoping that maybe the PS4, you know, 
remastered look a little bit improved. closer. Yeah. A little bit. Just find that line a little bit, I guess. Uh, and then the other thing for Nino Kuni 1 compared to 2, 2 is just more of an action game. 1 is basically Pokemon, where you capture these little creatures and stuff. I can't remember their yes. names. Uh, but you, there's a heap of them to capture. Well, you not throw Pokeballs at them. You basically become friends with them. And that's how you fight with like a team of three, I think, on the field at one time. And it's like old school, kind of sort of old school, like attack, do whatever you need to do. But then obviously the second one, you controlled your character and ran around and attacked. It was it was more actual action role play, I guess. Uh, anyway, I'm excited. Are you going to pick this up, jump back in? Uh, maybe. We'll see. It'd be nice if I could transfer my save over from PS3 and, you know, Imagine. Just finish that last hour or so that I needed to finish the game. Uh, but yeah, it's cool that it's finally coming. People can other people can finally play it because it, yeah, it's one of those ones that was stranded on PS3 mm-hmm. that people would have loved to have gone back to. Or three or, or DS if you got the uh, Japanese version. That doesn't count. That doesn't <laughs> count. Heard it here first. Yep. Don't report on fake news. That doesn't count though. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, yeah. I, I really want to play it whether or not I'll actually finish it this time given it's coming out in September probably not close to I presume a busy October November period sort of stuff you know packs games whatever else is happening around that time I don't know if I'll actually finish it as much as I'd like to but I'll at least want to start it again I think I, I quite enjoy the start of the game the start feels the most ghibliest to me if that makes sense Yep. The most magical interaction between like human world and that's not going to super spoiled territory, but the start of that game, you come and go a couple times. Mm-hmm. Number two, when you leave the human world and come to the Nino Kuni world, you're there. That's it. Yep. Number one has more back and forth type stuff, which reminds me more of like Studio Ghibli movies. Uh, Okay, so I'm obviously Crash Team Racing, Nitro Fuel. It's yeah. out at the end of this week, Friday, yes. Thursday, one of those days. I don't actually remember which day. It's Friday. Probably Friday, sure. Um, they've announced a bunch of content during E3 that's coming, and it's quite crazy, really, the amount of stuff that this game is going to have there. So they, they announced this thing that's going to be coming called this magical word called Grand Prix. It's a new concept, inventing Grand Prix. I don't know if you. <laughs> <laughs> Never uh, heard of these Grand Prix. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be a post-launch seasonal event that will allow you to unlock new costumes, uh, stickers, wheels, etc. these types of things. And they're going to unlock sort of like a battle pass, I guess, is how the video in, in the press release made it sound. Because you're going to have this battle pass thing, which is your Grand Prix, that's going to level up over the period as you put points into it by completing challenges and races and so on. And then as you level it up, you'll unlock more stuff. Now, the ultimate thing that you unlock is at the end of it, you unlock a new character. And they announced who the, the new character for the first uh, Grand Prix is going to be. And it's going to be Torna, which uh, which is uh, it's, it's, it's a character from Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man, fucking hell. It's a character from Crash Bandicoot 1, which is Crash's seemingly girlfriend i guess then she disappears after that really you never see her again there mm. she is she's back she's gone uh but also in the video for a hot second we see a picture of three characters and 
other characters that were confirmed this are one, Baby T, Baby Dinosaur from Crash Bandicoot 3. And then most importantly, Spyro. Spyro the Dragon, little purple dragon friend. Going to be coming to Crash Team Racing. Whether or not Crash uh, Spyro will be coming the next Grand Prix or the Grand Prix after, that's yet to be determined. But honestly, this game, which started and was announced as a remake of Crash Team Racing, the best kart racer of all time available on PS1, has now turned into basically a brand new Crash game to me, Crash Team Racing game. They've, they've remade the entire thing of Crash Team Racing, sure. But then they announced they added in the, the tracks from Crash Tag Team Racing. They've added in customizable carts. You can put skins on your characters. You can change your wheels. You can change. You put stickers on your, the back of your car. You can do all these sorts of things. Now they've got post-launch Grand Prix stuff happening. You've got this really souped-up online mode. It looks great. Hopefully it plays amazing. Obviously I haven't played it, so I can't 100% say that. I'm going to assume it plays great. But overall, the amount of content that's in this game that was pitched and launched as a remake is quite ridiculous now. It's a lot. They're too good to us. Beanox. Shout out. You know what I'm saying, Ash? Sure. You excited? You pumped? Revenue Origins? Not really, but I'll, I'll pick it up and we'll play it. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that racing, that, car, that team racing. We're going to do that racing. We'll, we'll, I mean, it makes now, sense if they are adding a battle pass or something like that to have something that keeps people invested in the game long term. So. Yeah, yeah. I'll say now too. We don't have an official date. I'm going to work it out next week at some point. Put a put a date on it. But a couple of weeks from now, we're going to do an online tournament. Yeah. So assuming the game's you, good. Assuming it's good. If it, if it's terrible, it won't happen because I'm not playing it if it's shit. But I'm assuming it's good. <laughs> I assuming mean, it, it just needs to be okay, and Dylan will play. That's it. true. Yeah. Assuming it's good and it's fine and it's everything we've dreamed on, we will be doing. A, a tournament twitch.tv slash explosion network we'll run a bit of a grand prix i need to figure out like if we just want to do a one night thing if we want to do like a month-long thing you know like however we want to do it it yeah. won't be as long as the mario thing because that was way too long but <laughs> we'll, we'll do this for some length of time so if you're thinking about picking up crash team racing nitro field ps4 do it a couple weeks from now after we've all had a time to Play through the campaign, you know, unlock some things, do what you need to do. Don't do it the first week. That's way too early. I want, I want people to play through the the campaign and stuff, you know, get their get their grease on, get their wheels spinning, get their tires tuned, get their mm. – I'm trying to think of car puns, but I don't really know much about cars, so. <laughs> get in gear. Get, get 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 yourself in gear. There you go. Thank you. There you go. So that's uh, a couple weeks from now. We'll be doing something though. So obviously keep your eye on the website and socials and all those things. One of the biggest things at E3 though, apart from Crash Team Racing, which was a big thing, Final Fantasy was 7 it at, was was it at E3? Sure was. People had it was there. People were playing it. Okay. Was it at a conference? No. But I don't know if you know this, Ash. The conferences aren't everything that's E3. There's actually that's a show true. that you go to for several days if you are over there. It's it's fucking crazy concept. Uh, so Final Fantasy VII Remake, one of the weirdest thing about it, though, that we officially got confirmed, and some people are still online. I even saw someone per some person today arguing in IGN comments that, about this sort of stuff, is that it's going to be split into multiple parts. 
How many? We don't know. But what we do know is that part one of X could be 10 parts will be coming to PS4. And although we know that they've said that the PS5 will be backwards compatible and that's all good and dandy. They, they, they said that the, the game could be coming to, to PS5 anyway as well, which would make sense. So Yosuke Masuda, the Square Enix president CEO, uh, Todd Game Informer, when he was asked about cross-generation uh, possibilities for this game, said, I believe that our teams have made it so that the game will support both the next generation and the current generation of consoles. I believe it has been developed so that it's going to be playable on both. So I'm not really concerned about that. Um, and I believe that the fans are also going to be able to enjoy it on both, including the next generation of consoles. So although it's not co- officially confirmed, uh, to me, now I don't want to start any rumors, Ash. Don't start too many crazy rumors. But to me, that just sounds like the game's going to come out on PS5 as well, which is probably going to be like a lot of games that launch next year. How many? Last of Us, Cyberpunk, fucking Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, what else is big next year? Name a huge game. There's 10 million of them, isn't there? What's a big game coming um, next year? Next year? Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs leads in. Probably, probably, maybe not. Don't know. Cyberpunk. But wouldn't be... What, Cyberpunk. Yeah, Cyberpunk definitely a cross, cross thing or whatever. But yeah, so... Because uh, the weird thing will be, and what would be, if this game was stuck on PS4, then you could have parts 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 on PS5, and part 1 would just be stuck... On PS PS4, that'd be quite weird. So, uh, that's exciting. I, I I would probably just sell my PS4 copy and upgrade it, even yeah. if I don't play it. Yeah. Just as a just so I could have all the boxes be the same, unison. Yeah, just so I could have them all be uh, all be the same for sure. So I think that was the other thing, and this was comes to that IGN comment story I was reading before. Was at the Square Enix conference, they come out, they say, hey. Yeah, it's going to be on two discs. They then say this is part one. How many? We don't know. So the the argument I was being seen seen being made today in these IGN comments was that someone was trying to say that part one is one disc, part two is the other disc. Now, of course, everyone was replying and being like, "No, this is part one. It's just simply across two discs." And this guy was adamant because they're no. not good at compression. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't really know. But this person was adamant. They're like, no. They said the game is two discs in the box. Part one is on disc one. Part two will be on disc two. Now, he's wrong. <laughs> but I do think it's worth pointing out that I would assume there are probably going to be a lot of people like him. Who believe that. Who believe that. And that's And also believe the Earth is flat fucking vac- mar- vaccinations are pain, uh, dangerous for our youth. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Uh, but there are going to be a lot of people like him who, it's just because the marketing is so confusing. I, I feel like Square Enix hasn't completely fucked it, but they're on the, the road to fucking it. And I think that starts with not putting on the box part one, which I find quite weird. And as the days continue at E3 and the more, the more articles I see pop up about this, it's really odd that they didn't just call it part one. Because it says Final Fantasy VII Remake. I understand if someone reads that, they're going to go, well, that's it. Oh, I know what they're going to do. The second part's going to be called Final Fantasy VII Remaker. We laugh now, but you're probably right. 
And then, <laughs> re- obviously, Final Fantasy VII Remakest. Duck. Do, do XX, do a Deccan. Yep. Part DOS. <laughs> Figured it out. Uh, you're, you're probably right. So, that, that, I'm just like, why would you fuck yourself? Why, Squags, would you fuck yourselves on this? Is beyond me. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Other interesting story that came out this week was uh, Troy Baker was doing a panel or something. I don't even know. Lone Echo 2. Lone Echo 2. Here we go. So the article, I'll just read the article. E3 2019. Sony thought Troy Baker was in too many games. Comes from Push Square. It says, Sony been keeping in Troy, Sony's been keeping Troy Baker in design hair wax as he started several of the platformers' biggest games. Last of Us, Infamous Second Son, Uncharted 4 of Thieves Ends, Death Stranding, Uncharted, Uncharted Lost Legacy, The Last of Us Part 2, and probably a dozen more we're forgetting. So when developer Ready at Dawn wanted to cast their rationally handsome thespian. Look at these descriptive, descriptive words. Who wrote this? Sammy Barker. Good on you. Uh, as Sir Galahad in The Order 1886, the platform holder said no. Uh, Troy Baker uh, said during a panel on Lone Echo 2 at E3, since you're going to bring it up, he gawfed apparently. Sony literally said, and I hope you're going to laugh at this because I had to, you're in too many games. So they chucked it. They changed it. And then it says, Seed of Chucky star Steve West went on to play the English Night, but Baker could have added another PlayStation exclusive to his portfolio. I think this personally reads as good news to me. I don't, I, I don't want a world where fucking Troy Baker and Nolan North, as much as I like them, they're the only people on the front cover of all my PlayStation exclusives. But God that's of War. That's true. I don't want that world. And that's, that's nothing against them. It's just, come on. That, that'd I be mean, ridiculous. I think it's funny that the four, four of the six games that they listed at the start of the article are games that came in out after the Order 1886, but... Uh, what? Uncharted, Uncharted, 4? Death Stranding, Uncharted: Lost Legacy, and Last of Us Part Two of all yeah, games that, uh, that Uncharted Lost Legacy are coming out or Unchar- came La- out after Lost Legacy, Last of Us Part Two. I mean, they're sequels of characters you already played in other mentioned games in this list, which is yeah, Last of Us and Uncharted Four. So doesn't really count. They're just yes. continuations of characters, and. Yeah, I, I honestly, you haven't played this, have you? You haven't played the Order 1886. No, have I haven't. I picturing him in this role. No, the person they got to play it, because I I don't mind that game. I think it's it has problems. It's definitely not perfect. But the fact you can pick it up for like twenty bucks these days, and for twenty bucks, really fun game, cool lore, cool characters, combat's enjoyable enough, really pretty looking game. Uh, but picturing Troy Baker playing that character, who's a very like old school, somewhat British, uh, like leader type. I don't really know how you else to describe. I I cannot picture Troy Baker playing that part. Full stop. The person I got to do it did a great job. So I think we're in the the right timeline. Is how I'd describe it. Yeah, and they're probably right. You look at all the games he was in during that around that time. Uh, Batman Arkham Knight. Uh, he was in the crew. Mm. Tales of the Borderlands, Far Cry Four, fucking everything. Uh, Lego Batman's, uh, Shadow of Mordor, obviously Infamous, uh, Wildstar, <laughs> uh, Diablo Three, voiced some characters. Bioshock Infinite, 
uh, and Last of Us, Arkham Origins. <laughs> because when you yeah. took off, every studio just started hiring him as a delete straight away. Yeah, like, well, they had to pick somebody other than Nolan North, so. Yeah, and he was the person that came after Nolan North. It was like, oh, there's another white guy. <laughs> 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 there's two of them now. We're set. What else do we need? Oh, <laughs> uh, now. Just need female voice. That was well, it. Well, we got Laura Bailey, who's the equivalent, somewhat at I the guess, moment. Yes, yeah, arguably, equivalent. she's like the most prominent, I guess, voice actor. I mean, just look at the Avengers thing. Who'd they get? Laura Bailey. So I guess I would say she's the most prominent uh, video game voice actor. I think at the moment, yeah. At the moment, yeah. I had to pick this Fortnite. Yeah, your pick. Tell me what you've been playing for this past Fortnite. So the game I picked is Expiration Date by Zero SW Even. Or Sweeven, I guess. Sweeven. And Zero is spelt out Zero. Uh, it's pretty much just a zombie hawk, hack and slash sort of platformer RPG thing. You, your bus or something crashes into... No, your car crashes into a barricade... And you wake up, you've forgotten everything. Uh, there is a small character character creation screen, which I thought was novel. Oh. It's it's very simple. You can change the color of your shirt, change the color of your skin, and then Still you can something. have a different hat. Um, different yeah, hat? and then it's just your basic. <laughs> yeah, basically, go up. You talk to this guy. He tells you he needs an axe. And you go jump platform around a level, do a couple of different puzzles, get the axe. Uh, you can pick up loot along the way, different weapons. Different, uh, you can get coins to buy different weapons in the shop. Uh, but it's very short, like two different levels. I think I finished in like 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's potential there. There's it, it, it's just uh, trying to think of what it's most like. I guess it's like a is cross between top, is it top down or is it third person? It's it's third person, oh. like top down, like it's like a banjo kazooie or something like that, but with the zombie, oh, okay, zombie. Left for Dead vibe, yeah. It's cartoony and stuff, but yeah, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's quite amusing. Uh, you can hack this for one of the puzzles. You need to hack these computers, so it cuts to a close up shot of him, his hands going up against the keyboard, just smashing the keyboard because he's like got big, dumb, stupid hands. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they did it in dreams. Like, how do you pull all these different bits together? But it was, yeah, it oh, was quite amusing. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I think it's obviously they're still working on it. This was like the second version. They revamped all the controls. Mm. Uh, so they've got a new set of controls, but you can switch back to the old set of controls if you prefer those. So yeah, I thought it was interesting. It's got potential. Something a bit different to what we've seen so far. Cool. Uh, yeah. Expiration date. Zero. Swiven. 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 So how we're saying it. Zombie hacker slash platformer. As described by Ashley Hopley. Episode 150. Yep, every single word possible. Yes, we are for the players. Uh, all right, so, BeSaver got its second DLC this past week. Now, I haven't played it yet, so I can't talk no. to. Been very busy. I don't know if you know E3's been on and whatever else. Uh, so I haven't, I haven't played it yet, but I, I think it's interesting just to talk about something about it, which is that. It's their first licensed, uh, like a big artist licensed music pack. Because the last one was uh, like this DJ pack thing. 
remixes by that I can't name the 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 people that do, that do it now, but it's big big band, Imagine Dragons. That's the the thing. So it's got ten songs on the track. Beloved list. bands, Imagine Dragons. Well, people like Imagine Dragons. Do you not like Imagine Dragons? No, I, I don't mind them. They're just very divisive. It looks like I see all the memes of them shaking hands with Nickelback. So. I guess I think it's just the fun of the song, which is on here. In case you want to know the track list, it is Bad Bad Liar, Believer, Digital, It's Time, Machine, Natural, Radioactive, Thunder, Hit of Thunder, Warriors, and Whatever It Takes. So that's the, the 10 tracks you've got. And from the everything I've seen online, people are enjoying it enough. Uh, so that's cool. That's because uh, it's Beat Saber. I, well, yeah, it's Beat Saber. I, I, I've, I've brought it. I haven't just haven't had a chance to play it yet. It's 20, it was like 19 something or other. It's, it's basically 20 bucks, which you could be like, that's a lot. Not really. I mean, it's 10 songs. It's a couple bucks every song. Seems about fair. Whatever. If you don't want all the songs, you can just, of course, buy. Buy in piecemeal. Buy in piecemeal if you want to. You save a couple bucks if you buy the whole thing, though, obviously. Uh, but it's 10 more songs. 20 bucks. Sure. Sounds good. Uh, but what, what, do you, what do you reckon? We've got the floodgates open now. Licensed stuff. Do you reckon this is the road that they're going to continue oh, yeah, I mean if you can get more songs into Beat Saber that's better for everybody uh, it's better for licensed artists rather than the people just modding them into the game like they've been doing on PC so mm-hmm. at least they get a bit of a cut well, yeah, that's the, it's a win for everybody that's the interesting thing with the PC version it's like if they start getting more licensed artists on board and wanting to do music packs for Beat Saber what's that do to the the mod community who are just making their own songs and yeah. these sorts of things. It's like, I, I wonder if people have already done these songs and then they're like, well, I'm not paying for them. <laughs> like, no, yeah. Why well, don't I pay for them? That seems, that seems silly. Uh, not really super PSVR related, but I thought I'd just chuck it in here quickly because it was part of the same announcement, which is somewhat interesting. But they're adding this thing for Oculus Quest. Uh, it's coming out sometime in the, in the future. 360 Beat Saber. So does, I watched I watched a video well, I watched a video of it. It's not like it's not it's not like you're ever stuck. Like the, the notes just don't disappear and it's like it makes you do like a full 180 turn and like dis disorientates you a lot. It's just you may slightly move left while you're swinging or something like that, you know. So you, you do move around obviously in the full 360, but it's not like you're you're swinging around and you're gonna make yourself sick, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. Uh obviously. I think that's not going to come to PSVR for certain reasons. A, it probably won't track very well. And B, no. you will twist all the cords around your ankles and then trip over and, kill yourself, and crash. Yeah, your, yeah kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Strangle yourself to death in Beat Saber. Yeah, so if you ever see that story, Beat Saber 360, and you go, that sounds cool. When's that coming to PSVR? I'm going to say, don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> um, another interesting thing that uh, I'm keen for that was announced during the E3 I don't know if, I don't, it wasn't actually at A3. It was just now it's during A3. But Sniper Elite VR, this is game coming. So it's coming from Rebellion who do the, not. I think they've done nearly all of the Sniper Elite games. They're not doing the one that's coming up though, I don't think. Uh, different studio. But I, they released a trailer for it and it's it doesn't show you like full on gameplay. It shows you like off screen TV gameplay where you can see the person actually playing it. And I think it looks pretty cool. And number one reason I'm keen for it is mostly because you get to use the aim controller and i like that controller and I, the more games that use it that allow me to use it is and use it well That's and better. design for it is is exciting but 
it's not like a, a sniper. What would you call it? Like it, it, you don't start the level and it's just like put you in one spot and you just shoot some people and that's it. It's, which sounds right. boring. It's like the actual sniper games in which you can walk around these environments. You get full control. You got to find you your target. You can pick where you're going to shoot from. You pick where you're going to shoot from. You take them out. Do what you need to do. Um, and then when you're using the aim controller, I'm going to presume if it's all done really well, it'll feel cool to actually hold that that gun and bring yeah. it up and do all these sorts of things. You'll be able to play it with dual shock and move as well. They said, but I think obviously aim will presumably be the preferred preferred way to play it. Well, definitely would be my preferred way to, to try that out and stuff like that. Uh, from the video, it seems like it's uh, rather pretty looking as well. The environments all look pre- pretty good and stuff like that. That definitely doesn't look uh, cheap. And it's still got the, the the key element that makes the sniper games what they are, which is the X-ray, slow-mo, kill How's camera. How's that going to work? Well, I don't really know. They showed are in the video. you going to be pulled in all the yeah, way over the, there. You're going to be pulled over there somewhat. So in the in the video, whenever it happened, the camera went blank for a second. And then, it like, when it came out, you were a lot closer to the, the target, the camera was, and then it would move you through it slightly and do the whole X-ray, like, bullet takedown. So whereas in the normal games, you f- the camera follows the bullet out of the barrel all the way along to the target and it goes through the groin or whatever gruesomely <laughs> it, it, in in this one it's going to cut away for a second i presume that helps with obviously uh motion sickness stuff and what have yep. you there so uh but either way it's necessary and i think cool that they've left it in there because that's one of the elements that even if you haven't played a sniper game before you've probably seen a video of these x-ray kill cam stuff because yep. that's kind of what the game's because known for funny. yeah and they're funny and there was that i remember <laughs> the first one i ever saw was actually on it was one of the ones that came out like years and years, years ago and Barjo and Hex were reviewing it on Good Game and they just put in a whole montage of these X-ray kill cams and stuff like that. So, yeah, I know it's not a franchise that everyone's like, it's super popular or anything, but it's consistently reviews decently and um, yep. does well. So I'm hoping this VR variant of it uh, plays as well and is uh, interesting. They said it's got a story, like a full-on story for it as well. So that's cool. It's not just like, well, why am I shooting people? There is going to be a story in it. Uh, they'll ho- hopefully be interesting. Uh, coming out later this year at some point. So let's go. Here is your ETC for episode 115. I've got two trophy lists that have popped for you this week. So firstly, Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, as we were just talking about before. Its trophy list is up ahead of its release later this week, officially Friday, and it does not look easy. You have a bunch of time trial stuff, which you have uh, to beat. And from memory, those Crash Team Racing tracks, they're quite a challenge. So uh, strap on for that one. And beating the game on hard mode is also a thing. That's going to be quite a challenge. That is a trophy that you'll need to get. I wouldn't suggest doing it on hard mode the first time through, if that's even an option for you to do. I would suggest just enjoying the game and going back through. And then there's also a heap of miscellaneous trophies uh, to like winning a race within 0.3 seconds ahead of the person in front of you, power up based stuff and so on, which could be tedious. Just depends on if you get lucky for a bunch of them or not. Uh, luckily there is no online stuff though so you do not need to play online and win x amount of matches etc etc for this game you just have a bunch of single player based stuff but either way it's gonna be quite annoying Uh, and either way also i'm gonna be playing it Uh, might not end up getting the plat though but i am kind of hoping this is one of those games i'm kind of hoping that they're gonna add online trophies for 
post-launch in DLC because I would like to play this game a lot online and if they add online trophies post-launch to keep that string for me to do, I much prefer when they do it that way, the Uncharted way, the, the Naughty Dog way, have you, where they put the trophies in for online post-launch and keep them separate to the main game for people who don't want to uh, play online a bunch. The other trophy list that's gone up is the Sinking Cities trophies, uh, the Lovecraftian inspired game as uh, open world, get around on a boat, third person. There was a lot of com comparisons to it to Call of Cthulhu last year, but they're very different games from what we've seen. And has a very cool list. And I have no idea what the hell is going on in the list, which I think is fitting given the game. Every trophy, uh, every description for every trophy sounds like a potential spoiler, but they're very obscure. None of them say there's no trophy for even beating the game. They're all just like very story driven sounding things. So maybe you can just beat the game and get a platinum. Maybe you can beat the game and get none of these trophies. I really have no idea, but I think it's a really cool sounding list and some of the trophy images also look really cool. So we'll have to wait and see if this is an easy one or not. At least it's a very thematic fitting trophy list. All right, well, that's it for this episode of Platinum Explosion, our post E3 episode. Um, I, I looked at the, uh, right before we started recording as well, I looked at how many episodes there was between the first state of play and the second state of play. And there was a f there was actually six episodes between state of plays. Uh, six episodes we yeah. released between the state of plays. This will be the fifth. So, Ooh. so... Like if they announce a state of play after this post or whatever, so be it. But if I'm gonna if we're gonna put our um theorizing black hats on or whatever, then we're gonna say that the state of play will not get announced until after uh we record next, next week's week. episode. That's when it'll yep. happen. Just checking that out there. If you're yeah. like, oh, E3's over, when's the state of play coming? Better check with Platinum Explosion to know what they're doing so we can figure out when it's gonna happen. I'm telling you after we record next week's episode is if the maths pays out, although we don't have really good statistics. There's only, I've only got six. You've only got gap. two. Yeah, we've got go two from. and I've got it's six episodes between both. Reliable. So, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. super reliable, but going It makes with, sense. Yeah. You know, put it like a week and a bit after the E3. Everybody sort of had their fill of the E3 news and then bam. Here we go. It's on like Donkey You Club. know, it's all quiet because everybody's really announced everything during E3. Then you drop your massive load. Last of Us, <laughs> Last of Us Part Two release date in February next year. Maybe so. Yeah, mark that in your calendars. State of Play Three will be announced Monday next Monday at some point, and I presume yep. it will then air next Thursday or Friday or something. Maybe. Yeah. That's that's out. That's the official predictions using our maps. Uh, <laughs> but th thank you for joining us on. Uh, this episode of Platinum Explosion. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at VivaLadil, V-I-V-A-L-A-D-O-L. You can follow Ash on Twitter at Ashley Hobby, A-S-H-L-E-Y-H-O-B-L-E-Y. You can follow Platinum Explosion on Twitter at Plat Podcast. And don't forget to write share on Apple Podcasts if you can. Share it with a friend. And join our Discord to chat about games. Ask for trophy tips. Give me trophy twips. Tips. Twips. Whatever. Uh, ExplosionNetwork.com slash Discord. And this is, of course, a product of the Explosion Network, of which you can find many more shows, articles, E3 shenanigans, news reviews. Go listen to our E3 Arcade Couch episode if you want heap of E3 uh, stuff. ExplosionNetwork.com for all that stuff. And you can follow Explosion Network on Twitter at ExplosionPod. Until next week, 
where State of Play will get announced after we record it. Remember, every trophy gets.